Welcome to the Clam Jammers Podcast, the semi-erotic podcast exploring the strange world of smut and kitsch in all its forms. Welcome to the world of Shore, Miri, and Put Upon Penguin Crabsworth as they play, chat, and laugh their way through all of life's intimate topics. Come for the sex, stay for the weird. Hello everyone, it is Clam Jammers, and after two months with our wonderful fill-in Crabsworth, Shore is back and moved, freshly moved. Say hi, Shore. Hello. You're all like, are the boxes all unpacked? Everything good? (laughs) (laughs) It's mostly because I had to leave a lot of furniture behind because there wasn't enough room in the moving truck. And so I have stuff and no like shelves and cupboards and things to put them in because my dressers and whatnot got had to be given away at the last minute. Ah, <sighs> but you have boxes. So I have boxes. What I'm the hearing boxes is boxes are labeled and and stuffs <laughs> if that counts. Oh, that's good. See, I was gonna suggest make shelves out of boxes. <laughs> mm, that sounds like a collapse waiting to happen. But think of how much fun it'll be <laughs> <laughs> to be woken up by just crashing sounds. Yeah, like it's like an it's like um a chaotic alarm clock. You know it's gonna go off, but you never know when. <laughs> keep the keep the fun in your life. <laughs> I tried to do that with a straight face, and it wasn't working. <laughs> I will take it into consideration. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, da, 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 da. So after we've had like Crabsworth fill in and uh, we did our, our fun little summertime quiz thing, and I'm sure people found out more about Crabsworth than they've wanted to know. <laughs> um, we did a special episode on Sue Johansson. Um, so the, the woman who started as a sex educator in uh, Canada on public access TV and then ended up on like Oprah around the end of her television career. And she's still kicking doing TikToks, educating the young folk. Is she on TikTok? Yeah. She's like, I think she's in her early nineties now. She's on TikTok. She even has um, a governor general's award from Canada. This, you know, older lady, highly like nurse, sex educator, all this stuff. Like she will answer your questions with a straight face. It's brilliant, but she's also- Well, she'd probably be pissed about the things I'm gonna say today. Oh, she would be, if you riled <laughs> up. She she is a, she's a no nonsense type of gal. We, we don't have any time for Namby Pamby stuff. You gotta go get checked out type thing. I don't care if you're embarrassed, go to the doctor. Yeah. That's her attitude. So today, because Shore is back, we decided to talk about something that Shore loves to rant about. And I'll let Shore take it away from there. So yes, it is something I love to rant about. Um, Today we are going to talk about MLMs or multi-level marketing companies, obviously specifically focusing on um, the one I'm going to spend the most time talking about is the biggest one, at least here in the U.S. It is, even though it is uh, available in other areas. I know it's available in like Canada and Australia and whatnot, um, which is pure romance. That's the one I'm going to focus on because, again, 
they're the biggest one um, that I was able to, to find. But I do want to make sure that we don't get sued. So I'm just going to start this off by saying I'm going to voice a lot of opinions. This is going to be a lot of what I personally believe. So don't freak out and sue the clam jammers. Um, there's, there's no money for you. There's, yeah, we, we're not monetized. There's there's nothing to gain here. There, but there, no. there's, there's negative dollars for you in this. I, I'm not going to focus on, or this isn't just uh, pure romance, but MLMs in general are, are known for being kind of sue happy. People who, who say anything negative or what happens a lot is ex-consultants or whatever they, they call their quote unquote employees, their independent contractors. Um, they, if they had a negative experience working for their company and voiced out, they often get sued. That's very common. Again, not exclusively to pure romance or anything, but that's just a common theme amongst um, MLMs is just lots of lawsuits. <laughs> so but, just, but you know, puts total faith in a business model, right? Right. <laughs> if you have to sue people when they say mean things about you, that, that comes off swell. Um, but, but yes, this is these are our opinions. Yes. Some of this stuff is is fact and I pulled some of this information from their own website. Um, so if they get mad about that, that's not my fault. <laughs> but okay, MLMs, multi-level marketing, um, also known as network marketing or pyramid selling. A lot of people call them pyramid schemes which again gets companies very upset because pyramid schemes are illegal and they do find you know little legal loopholes not call themselves pyramid schemes basically what they say is well we sell products so we're not a pyramid scheme because generally a pyramid scheme is just oh you recruit your friends who recruit their friends who recruit their friends um, without an actual product in play they say, because we sell products, we're an MLM, we're not a pyramid scheme. That's basically the only difference I've been able to, to find to distinguish the two. Um, but a lot of people do reference MLMs as pyramid schemes because- They make you know, a pyramid. <laughs> it makes a pyramid. <laughs> um, so it's a method of sales usually involving reaching out to people to sell, or there's a lot of focus on recruiting. And, um, I do not support MLMs. I've never seen an MLM that is fair to its sellers and that's not predatory in nature. Um, there is a YouTube channel and I'm going to look it up real quick to make sure I get the spelling right. Um, but it's called Illuminati. And she, every Monday has uh, what she calls multi-level Mondays and talks about an MLM and um, goes over their history, their lawsuits, their controversies, like everything. And there's so many of them. Like I've, I've still not caught up and I've been listening to this channel for months, but it's Illuminati, I-I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-U-G-H-T-I-I. Uh, yeah. So it's very anti-MLM, her, her uh, opinions and everything. So similar to mine, <laughs> but the fact is, is she, does give you statistics and facts and and goes over the lawsuits and provides evidence to back up all of her opinions so if you want to learn more about mlms that's a great place to go there is i tried to see if she had any um 
that were focused on, you know, sex toys and things like that. I don't see that she's done one, but then again, YouTube is very strict with adult content. So that could easily be why, um, because YouTube might, you know, demonetize her and things like that. So, but if you're interested in MLMs, that is an excellent source. Uh, so the reason why MLMs are considered a pyramid scheme or compared to pyramid schemes a lot of the time is because um, the structure of the company, like Mary said, makes a pyramid. <laughs> so <laughs> there's downlines and uplines. So there's the person at the top, the CEO of the company, just like, you know, a normal corporation and the people below them. And then each person then recruits sellers below them and then those sellers recruit more sellers below them so it grows and grows and grows and again makes a pyramid when you look at the company structure um, anyone below you is called your downline anyone above you is your upline i'm curious miri have you had any experience with mlms um anyone trying to sell to you any family or friends or anything like that um i've had acquaintances who have tried like i even got the whole like uh hey do you want to catch up do you want to talk mm. and like me uh, i was like oh yeah sure like yeah and then i sit down and i get like my whole lunch break taken up with this like hour-long pitch um, right i think my favorite part was uh because i have a degree in dance um, they tried to compare what they were selling me with owning the rights to your choreography. And I'm smiling and nodding because I'm like, this is not how it works at all. This is, this is, <laughs> this is a horrible comparison you're making and pulling out of your ass right now because that's not, that's not how it goes. That is yeah. not how it works. Um, there's an interesting one that I don't, well, I guess we could do an episode on it because it's, it's a weird MLM structure and that's Beachbody. Oh yeah, Beachbody. And, and I didn't know that was an MLM for the longest time. Because it's, you can buy the workouts and the products all on your own, directly online, from them. Yeah. You can do all of that all online. You can stream their stuff all online. All of this is freely available to you. You can just do, like I've done the workouts and stuff. Yeah, me too. Like I, I have no problem with it. It follows a decent structure. Uh, it's all solid advice that's backed up by all these things. It's just, if you're like me, I like to phase out if I'm gonna work out. So I prefer having something on that I follow so that my brain can just wander and I'm not counting reps or anything like right. that. That's just how I am. The MLM side of it is the community side. And that's, yeah. that's where I'm like, it's so odd. It's such an odd MLM structure to me because the product and everything, you can, you can have that devoid of the community and that MLM structure. But once you move into the community structure, there's an MLM aspect about recruiting people and all of that other stuff, which is, that's a very strange one. And I did, cause I had a friend who was like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm friends with like you know the the head people, and they're gonna bring Beachbody to Canada, and we're gonna like I'm gonna be one of the the instructors, and you know I want you as like my left hand of my downline and everything like that to me, and I'm just like, but you can get all the products. Yeah, I, that's why it's so easy to not realize that Beachbody is an MLM 
is yeah. because it's not necessary. Why even have that element? Yeah. And it makes me feel like gross. I don't want to do beach body stuff anymore because they have this weird predatory structure built in and hidden. Yeah. But yeah, it's um I think the the thing is cuz I've heard a lot of arguments for like well, you know, a grocery store, they buy the product and then they sell it and they mark it up because that that's how they try to justify that you have to buy a certain amount of product. And that's where people lose their money because mm -hmm. if you can't sell that product in order to continue to get that product every month, you have to order a certain amount. Yep. And and that's where you get, you get trapped. Um, the other end of it is even if you come in at the beginning and you make money, and then you're recruiting people and you're making more money. Um, the problem is if you don't know when to get out, um, you're gonna lose all of that in the end, or um, the people at the top keep telling you to spend money because you have to you have to show off your lifestyle. So, you know, instead so, of pay, paying off your mortgage, buy a, a Lexus type thing. Well, there's people who end up with their garages just full of product that yes. they can't sell because so there's multiple ways that they do this. One is they say, if you don't um, purchase from the company this amount of product, whether it's for yourself or to resell, then you can no longer be one of our, you know, they, independent contractors is what they technically are. Um, you cannot be one of our independent contractors. So people do it to just stay in to stay in the club, basically. Um, another thing that MLMs commonly do is have titles. There's some that even say like this title, if you reach this much in sales, you're a princess. If you reach this much in sales, you're a queen. Like they have the most bizarre titles sometimes, but there's like consultant is the base one sometimes, and then there'll be senior consultant and so on and so forth. So to maintain these titles, you have to sell certain amounts. So people will put in their own money and, and buy the product just to keep their titles because these MLMs try to foster like, oh, we're a family here, we're a community, um, which is always a red flag, whether it's an MLM or just a standard company that you're working for. Don't, they're not your family. That's your job. You go home to your family. <laughs> um, but then it creates a toxic environment because people are, when they go to the, um, the conventions and whatnot that these things hold the first thing people ask you is well what what level are you what's your title what downline are you a part of because some are more prestigious than others and the titles matter in the way people treat you if you are a higher title people will treat you better and that's just a fact um so it's just it's a way to manipulate these independent contractors, these people who they make all these promises to. Um, and it gets certain ones, not all of them, obviously, but certain ones get very cult-like. And it, it's oh, just brainwashing. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's the, crazy. And and to top that off is, um, because uh, they'll, they'll try to compare it like, oh, you have to spend money to make money. All businesses yes. run like this, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the thing is, a, a business month to month isn't making the same purchases no. uh, of of that product month to month. They're, they aren't doing that because the, the need for a product goes up and down. In addition to that, you would have, say, a, a business account and, mm -hmm. and other things. You would be separating this and you wouldn't be using your own money to, to do that. Also, 
last time I checked, um, you're not encouraging, say, your quote unquote employees, which would be your downline, to recruit other people because you don't make money in a store. You don't make if everyone works at the store, you don't make money. You need more customers than you need employees. That's not the same in an MLM. Um, and the thing is, is there's a finite number of customers. And when you keep recruiting and keep recruiting, there's not enough people to sell to anymore. Exactly. Which is what happened with LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe became so popular and so oversaturated that so many people were reps for LuLaRoe and there weren't enough people to sell to. Um, and so you were having parties, but so were 20 other people in your small town on the same weekend. Oh it, yeah. It's the business can't run. You cannot be profitable unless you have enough of a downline. That's predatory because then yeah. you're motivated to get people to sign up to be on your downline, whether they'll be successful or not, whether it's good for them or not, because that's the only way you yourself could be successful. So that's why it's compared to a pyramid scheme all the times, because, yeah, there is a product involved, but recruitment is still vital. Recruitment is still constantly being pushed and pushed and pushed. Why haven't you signed up anyone this month? Why haven't you grown your downline? You know, if it was a legitimate company and the products were the forefront of making your money, this wouldn't be as much of an issue as it is. So, yeah, that's why <laughs> MLMs are com compared to pyramid schemes all the time. Uh, did they have LuLaRoe in Canada? Um, yeah, they did. I wasn't like part of that whole thing, um, but I remember people being like, oh, I got to get my LuLaRoe's. I got to get my LuLaRoe's. So I never joined. I've never been a part of an MLM. Uh, a friend of mine did, very close friend of mine, joined uh, LuLaRoe. And so when she had her first like little get together party thing, whatever, I bought a couple things just to support my friend. And honestly, I didn't know anything about MLMs back then. So I didn't know my money was going to support, you know, her upline and everything far more than her. Uh, and then I remember... Um, getting home and I got like leggings and a shirt and we're talking like a t-shirt. There's nothing, there was no graphics on it. Um, there's nothing, there's no like fancy lace or something special about it. And I remember reading the tag and it's saying hand wash cold water only and lay flat to dry. I'm like, you're saying I can't put this in my washing machine and it's a shirt and a pair of leggings. So I was pissed off about that because well, it must be made out of nothing then. It must be made out of tissue paper if it can't handle, a t-shirt can't handle a washing machine. And I remember after the first time I wore everything, it started to pill, you know, get like the little fuzzy bumps. Oh, and, wow. Um, and the leggings especially had just a ton of little holes, like, like Swiss cheese, just a ton of tiny little holes. And I've never had this issue with any clothing to go that quickly to just like, Start, start to disintegrate. Uh, and then, you know, LuLaRoe fell from grace is a way to put it. Um, <laughs> there's a whole documentary there's series a whole about documentary it. There's a whole documentary about I, it. And I, I recommend I, everyone watch it. It's, oh, yes, definitely. Listen, listen to us first, then go watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing how, how hard they fell. Um, and then that same that friend got out like right before they they really fell. And I remember asking her, did you end up making a profit or losing money? And she's like, I 
financially, like I didn't lose any money, but I also didn't get anything worth my time, the time that I put in. Um, so yeah, I mean, she did that for a long time, well over a year and didn't even make enough money to be, to pay herself for her time. And then she got into like an MLM for nails, like a nail polish strips that you put on. And I'm like, why did you go from one MLM to the other? And that one also didn't succeed. I don't support any MLMs anymore. If anyone asks or tries to invite me to a party or a Facebook group is a big one. Um, I, I automatically say no. I know a girl who signed up for one of the, uh, what are those called? Essential oil ones. And so uh, she gave up with that within two months because she didn't make any money because they're not set up for people to be successful. If oh. you look at the income disclosures, um, if you look at the income disclosures that they put on their websites, you'll see that they don't make any money. The consultants don't make money. The top 1% is super successful. There's mildly successful people just beneath them. And then the people at the bottom lose money 99% of the time. Yep. Um, so there's that rant. Very anti-MLM in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was the other neat thing about LuLaRoe was um, how it was uh, linked to uh, the the Facebook streaming thing. Mm -hmm. Like, look Big at the time. product. And I think that it, they may not have started it, but you're seeing that way more with MLMs now is the, yeah. the Facebook streaming. And I think anywhere where they have like the streaming ability, any of the medias do that now, which is interesting. But I, I suppose, is this the part where I ask, but but sure, what does this have to do with sex toys? <laughs> so, like I said, um, the one I'm focusing on today, there are more than one, but the one I'm definitely going to focus on is pure romance, because from what I've seen, it is by far the biggest. I remember people doing what was called passion parties many years ago. I don't know if that was pure romance or a different company. I couldn't find anything, anyone saying like they own the term passion parties or anything like that. But basically what it is, like back in the good old days when people would have Tupperware parties, this is when you, you know, have a group, you get together and um, the consultant, well, who works. See, here's another thing about MLMs. Technically, they like to say they own their own business. You can't own your own business when the business already has a CEO, first of all. Um, but they're independent contractors, so technically they're not employees. And that's one thing they say, if you're not successful, it's your fault because it's your company. Um, but you still have corporate you have to answer to. So at the same time, it's not like you're owning your own business and you're independent. But someone from representing Pure Romance would hold a party and there will be a host who's usually like the homeowner who this party's taking in and then there'll be the consultant who's running everything they will show products talk about them share personal stories um, which is interesting when you're talking about sex um there's also i found this interesting but um i was listening to an interview from a former consultant for pure romance and they said men are not allowed period. So if there's a man who lives in that house, he has to be out of the house for the entire duration of the party. Um, Which is a bit of a 
firstly, that's weird. But secondly, there's another flip side to it, which is um, the whole MLM community building thing. Because I I have a feeling that they're targeting women who wouldn't normally talk about their sex lives. Well, one thing they also do is they target women with children. They try to think about how much time you could spend with your kids. And again, it's extremely, extremely predatory. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I didn't touch on, but when you get started, and this was touched on in the LuLaRoe documentary, is how people tell you, well, take on another credit card because you're starting your business. It'll be worth it in the end. Put a second mortgage on your house because it's just your startup cost. You'll make it back. See how these people made millions with with this company. Um, It is very, very, very predatory from everything I've seen. Um, But yeah, so you'll have the host who, again, if she's got a husband, He's got to get out and then you'll uh, have the consultant and then all the quote unquote guests. They will do a little sales pitch again, just show the product, all of that, and then try and get orders or try to add to their downline and recruit, which again, you're, you're in a singular friend group at this point at these parties. And that friend is going to then try and sell to these same exact friends and try to get yes. a downline from these same exact people. So that's why people aren't finding success. Yes, because there's only there's a finite customer base. It, exactly. It's um, I would see it with um, some of my friends who are like very I'm trying to think of the way to describe this. I, I think of it as like underground art scene, um, like so so far off Broadway, you're not even in New York City anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's how you can think of it. But there, there's this other side to it where it was like, you, you have to, if you're performing in my show, you have to bring at least five people. At least five people have to buy tickets. And oh. when you start going regularly, you start to notice, oh, that's a performer, that's a performer, that's a performer, that's that performer's mother who brought all her friends, that's that performer's bestie, that's the boyfriend with his friends, that's this, that. And you begin to be like, that model doesn't work because eventually the friends and family are gonna have stuff to do. They can't come to every single one. You, You can't put, if you're doing a variety show, you can't put the same performers every single time. And then, there was always this thing of like, if you want me to hire you for my show, you better like have come and seen my show at least X amount of times. And I'm like, so then you're just creating a show by for performers for performers and you're never expanding your audience. Yeah. And that becomes a problem. And oh, so that's definitely. just a, and that's just an example. When you take that mindset and you try to transfer it into I don't want to say the real world, but you, you try to transfer it to another business model. It ultimately is not going to work. I remember watching this happen at a show over two years and watching the audience decline because you're never getting actual audience. Like you're never getting yeah. actual customers. These are just, it's just coworkers on who the coworkers know. And yeah, you don't end up expanding anything. 
at that point. Um, this was this was by the way before COVID times. I don't want people to be like, oh yeah, of course, because there was COVID. That's why it went yeah. downhill. Like, no, no, no. This was well before the COVID times. Um, and the problem is, is like we know this from a logical standpoint. It makes sense, and it seems obvious. Mm-hmm. But your upline will say, if you're failing, if you're not making these sales, it's because you're not working hard enough. You're not putting in the effort. You're not putting in the hours. Um, and so people get, of course, discouraged and disenchanted. They were all excited to begin with because of all the promises and false, you know, um, false ideologies that we, they were pushed on. And then it turns out, oh, this is all BS. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just want to take a chunk of my sales. That's all. And you want me to recruit more so you can get money for that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 built to fail. There, and, yeah. And there's also uh, going back to like normally preying on women, normally hmm. preying on women with children and typically uh women who are going to be stay at home or primarily are stay at home or who are in a stay at home phase because i've met plenty of women who like their their stay at home for like maybe first three years of baby's life and then they go back mm-hmm. so they, they try to catch them in that window and you get there's a lot there there's you're selling hope you're selling independence, you're selling like money and making things easier for your family and your kids. You're selling, set an example for your kids. And a big one, that community aspect, which is you're targeting a lot of women at a time when they are with their kids, talking about their kids, doing things for their kids, doing things for their family. The people who they're talking to also have kids and they're talking about their kids and everybody like, so you're bringing them into heartstrings. Yeah, but you're bringing them into a space where they suddenly don't have to talk about their kids. They can talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that I think creates that sort of diehard, I can't leave here. It's not necessarily the promise of money. It's like, I finally have this community that makes me feel like a person because they've they've had nowhere yeah. else to go. And it's very predatory. And it, that's why I said it was interesting like, oh yeah, of course you wouldn't want the men there because this is an open forum to talk about, you know, sex, an uncomfortable topic. Um, but also like, if you're talking about women who have had kids and have young kids, you know, I want to feel in my body again. I, I don't know how things like work anymore. Touch feels different, sensitivities. And there's a whole long thing about sensitivities changing after childbirth, even for C-sections, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. But you're suddenly opening this forum into things that they can't typically talk about in their day-to-day life and giving them this feeling of camaraderie and community that let's face it is a very human need regardless. Oh yeah. And that's very predatory, but it's also very like, that's a powerful drug for lack of a better term. It makes it harder to leave even when you know financially you cannot stay. Yes. Yes. Sorry to interrupt uh, you, but I was no, like, oh my God, connections. Sure is a genius. Um, no, that's definitely true. But it also breeds, again, that cult-like brainwashing. It, may, it makes it easier. Oh, yeah. It makes it easier because if this is what you rely on for your social group, how are you going to leave? Um, yeah. And just isolate yourself again. And... Yeah. Um, because MLMs are so reliant on uplines, downlines, you can't do this 
and truly be independent in it. Uh, you can't, if the, your environment is toxic, if your downline, upline, whatever is toxic, um, and they're being cruel to you or, or trying to pin something on you, any anything, any of that drama, you can't just leave without leaving anything you, everything you've been trying to build. All the money and time that you've put in, you have to just throw it away. Because again, you don't really own anything. You are not a business owner. Everything belongs to the company you're working for. You use their products, you use their their flyers, their their graphics, their everything. Um, so, so leaving if if that group ever if becomes harmful to you for your mental health, leaving means leaving everything. You can't just oh well I'm going to do it on my own. You you can't do that. That's not an option. Someone above you, whoever recruited you, gets part of your profits. That's how it works. You can't choose to not have that happen. Um, so, you know, it, it can provide that space that we're all a family here and, and uh, a group of, of women who may be in the similar life stage and situation as you. Uh, but it also is essentially a trap. Yeah. Um, and what I'm saying is there's no good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, I had a, a family friend who would, she went through a phase of several years jumping from MLM to MLM. Mm. However, she wasn't doing it to be like, oh, I'm a boss bitch business owner. No, she wasn't doing that. She knew full well they were MLMs. She just happened to like the products and wanted to get a deal on the products for herself. Oh, no. Yeah, my friend That's... has that. Uh, she's in Mary Kay. And it's just because she's like, well, I buy their stuff. So now I get a discount on it. Yeah, no, she... um. But it was funny because when she did the candles of all things, she, when she did the mm. candle thing, her her upline person after three months noticed what what she was doing and started like really harping on her to recruit. And she was like, "Well, I'm just gonna leave now. See ya." It's <laughs> just like just that stop was, joining. Just stop joining. Yeah, that was my first um, exposure to an MLM. Was actually a candle one. Oh wow. We were visiting, uh, I have family that lives up in Oregon and I was, God, I, do, I honestly don't know how old I was, but I probably wasn't even a teenager yet. Uh, and we were visiting family up there and, and the one we were staying with was going to one of these parties. And so uh, we went with her and yeah, it was just, you know, sales pitch by these candles and candle holders and max wax melters and all that kind of jazz and i mean i, I had no money i was a little kid i just was bored out of my mind <laughs> i i can imagine i'm i'm like i'm picturing you like sitting on this big chair just swinging your legs back and forth being like, i've never oh, God, been a scented candle leave? person <laughs> and they use most of them give me a headache but anywho <laughs> back to pure romance yeah the reason that this one in particular pissed me off because they're they're like every other MLM. They're not really, their structure's not really any different. They, they're in the way their business runs, they're just an MLM like any other. The reason this one really pissed me off is because they offer a certification for their pro academy program 
that what this is this is what it says oh my god sexual health education with our sexual wellness certification program pro academy you'll learn everything you need to know about human sexuality sexual wellness product sales and branding for your online and in-person sales so they offer a certification at pure romance that will teach you everything you need to know about sexuality and sexual wellness mary Uh, everyone can be educated all it takes is pure romance had the key all along oh okay i didn't know this well screw us in our podcast then (laughs) Uh, i am looking at their wellness category and i'm like oh my silly oh it's so bad it's so bad so first of all the problem with saying this is one this certification is meaningless it means nothing it has no backing it's just this company was like here now you can call yourself a sexual health educator and that's where the problem comes in because these people these consultants then say that they are sexual health educators that gives the impression that they're they have some kind of degree they have some kind of real certification not a pure romance certification but something in you know the real world (laughs) um people are are using this to say that oh i know more than anybody else so i can therefore educate them i know more about sexual health because i went through this program did you know oh then i know better (laughs) you know and and they are presenting themselves as as healthcare, which is disgusting and wrong and i don't know pure romance may not promote that or tell them to but they are offering the certification and that's i what i read was directly off their website so it says you'll learn everything you need to know about human sexuality and sexual wellness so they might not be saying hey you can go out and make these claims now but the fact is their consultants are because that's what you told them you told them that this will teach them everything they need to know and well in the moment you say like sex educator or certified sex educator the implication is that the the person has a certain education level which i guarantee is beyond that certification oh no because i doubt they even check if you have a ged or or, yeah anything and that's a problem like that that's fully a problem it's like uh what was it when I was talking about Sue Johansson with Crabsworth, like she she started as a nurse, a medically trained nurse, and then started focusing on sex education in high schools. And, and that's then, the thing is you can't go to school to have a focus on sexual education, oh yeah. to have a focus on sexual therapy. You can become a doctor and focus on, you know, sexual elements of the human body and everything. There, You can do that. These are it's real just, existing things. But it's and these not pure a, romance consultants are claiming it. Yeah, but it's not it's not a certification you can get off of a company's website. It's something that like your career path has taken you through, your educative path has taken you through. Uh like Shore said, today, like Sujit Hansen started in the seventies. Um, but as years went on she actually went and got like certain um psychologically based sexual certifications and you can do that there's gender studies now there's all these other things but you you can't make the claim of being a sex educator without having some kind of credential and experience beyond one supplied by a corporation who's obviously only looking to make money because that's what they do yeah exactly Um, like 
Like, I mean, I have a bunch of certifications for my day job, and I can tell you right now, they do not matter. It was just yeah, it's not going to transfer. It's not going to yeah be able to get you a job elsewhere. That's are you not? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sir. No, it's just a certification to prove that I got this required training. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And if I remember correctly, I don't believe this is even required. No. But Um, I guess it's to like make people feel like, oh, now I have a leg up on the other business owners. And this isn't exclusive to pure romance. I know. um, Oh, what's the hair one? The hair MLM. I think it's Monet. Um, They also had some kind of certification thing. So, you know, everything you need to know about taking care of your hair and and wellness and health. And a lot of hairdressers were getting mad because these women were coming in claiming to know more than them and trying to get them to sell their products in their salons. Because they had this certification, so they're educated and then they know. Never mind that these women all got their, you know, cosmetology license and actual real certifications. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's the one that was causing people's hair to fall out. So we'll see how far that went. Um, Oh, that that sounds great. (laughs) The problem is, and why I wanted to focus on this so much, is because it gives these consultants a level of confidence in in what they can do, what they can say, that, and in their company that they shouldn't have. They should not have this confidence. One thing that um, I watched a sales pitch from one of these consultants, she went on and on about pheromones about how this product contains pheromones to make you irresistible and to make you put you in a better mood to make you um, also more in the mood quote unquote um, and to make people just wildly attracted to you you will be irresistible because of these pheromones um there's no scientific evidence for that there's even (laughs) i was about to be like tell me you're about to say this is bullshit because it is so um What are pheromones? Officially named in 1959, pheromones are chemical substances that are secreted outside of the body in fluids like urine and sweat. Essentially, pheromones are a hidden form of communication. They send signals from one individual to another of the same species. This triggers a response in the individual receiving those signals, such as a hormonal change or specific behavior. While pheromones have been found in other animal species, scientists aren't sure if they exist in humans. So first of all, we don't even know if for sure humans even have pheromones they say it is possible but if we have them it's likely that because of how far we've evolved in everything um humans no longer respond to them in the same way as as we used to and as other animals do there is no evidence or proof that pheromones um 100% exist. You know, there's, there's debate about that going on right now. There is certainly no evidence that it makes you sexually appealing or irresistible. It's 100% a bold fleece lie that these consultants are telling their customers. And if a woman has been sexualized, has been struggling, my husband's no longer attracted me and our sex life is, is, is falling apart. And they hear this woman say, well, this has pheromones to make you irresistible. She's going to want to buy it. Oh yeah. Because she's in a hard place going through something. And again, this is a predatory sales pitch with just straight up lies. And again, I don't know. I mean, Pure Romance is saying this contains pheromones. So I don't know if they're telling their consultants to make these claims about, again, being irresistible and all of that. But I got that from a consultant's sales pitch. 
So they are out there saying that, whether pre-romance tells them to or not, their consultants are out there making false claims. That's a big thing with MLMs, especially ones in like the healthcare field, or again, those fucking essential oils. <laughs> uh, when COVID came out, people were saying, oh, all you need is these three oils and you will be safe. No. This cures COVID. This They were making just straight up, this cures COVID claims. And the government did like really uh, get down on them for that and start shutting it down because obviously COVID was a big deal. <laughs> Um, and you can't just say shit like that and make medical claims with zero evidence. Um, I don't know. I doubt Pure Romance had anything, any issues with COVID uh, and making false claims. But the pheromone thing, it's just a bold-faced lie. And again, it's very predatory. Oh, it um, is. It really yeah. is. And also, because uh, I'm, I'm just scrolling through looking at the prices, they definitely are in Canada, by the way, because their digital catalog is also available in uh, French. So I'm like, yeah, oh, I know okay. for sure they're, they're here. here. U.S., they're Canada here. and Australia. Yeah. I know that for sure. No, I was like, there's look, if a company comes to Canada and they make the effort to go bilingual, you know, they're here. They're they're yeah. like, they're here for real. Um, But Beside that, because you're talking about the the theramone products and the essential oil products and everything, I'm just quickly scrolling through and I'm like, some of these prices, I'm a little surprised by. Are they see, they're too high to me. Okay, so another thing an ex-consultant said when they did an interview about Pure Romance was that everything you get, you can get at like Walmart. It's just marked up. I believe Which, that is like, look at my experience with LuLaRoe. Yeah. I hand washed in cold water and after the first wash, it was pilling and full of holes. Like, <laughs> so obviously it wasn't worth, I mean, it wasn't worth fucking anything, um, but they they price, they, they, they inflate their pricing because all the money goes to the uplines and it goes to the person above them and the person above them, the person above them. Everybody takes a cut. Everybody gets a piece. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I am looking at these prices and I'm like, I, I've bought products at the same price point and I know right now that these products would not perform at the same level. They would perform right. much below. Um, in addition to that, I try to actually, if I'm going to buy at this price point, I actually try to buy um, from local sex shops. Right. Um, which for, for me is... Small uh, businesses and things yeah, like that. And actual small businesses, I tend not to buy from uh, franchises um, unless I'm looking for something very specific. Uh, but yeah, I, I try to make sure that I'm going to like, if I know I'm going to be paying that price, I'm like, well, I'd rather support like the local import shop. Like the, oh, definitely. The, yeah, than I would elsewhere, unless I'm looking for something very specific. Or if I'm like, I've never tried this before. I want to see that. I want to try out the cheap knockoff before I get the real thing to just see if it works. Um, but yeah, all of these, I'm, I'm a bit surprised at how high the price is on them. Also, they have male toys, so I, I'm a little confused by not allowing men in the party. <laughs> uh, right? Like men don't have sex? <laughs> no, they don't. But, you just bring them out for sex and put them back in the closet. <laughs> some complaints that 
I saw were one, no men allowed, like in the house. So you gotta kick your husband out? How inconvenient is that? Um, you can't even put on like noise canceling headphones and sit in the bedroom upstairs. Right? Like, um, There's that. And then the fact a lot of people complained that it's very heteronormative. It's you're assumed to be in a male, female, monogamous relationship. And um, obviously, many, 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 many people don't have that type of sex. <laughs> uh, and that's okay. But they say that, you know, they've had to deal with a lot of consultants being homophobic, transphobic, racist. Um, there's consultants who refuse to sell in, or host parties in certain areas of town because it's low income and they just feel like they're not going to make a profit. Um, so there's a lot of stereotyping and discrimination in that side. Um, and one thing that was really disgusting and uh, I saw over and over and over again while researching this is they perpetuated the stereotype that like sex is a chore, that by default women don't want to have sex. And it's kind of like, oh gosh, you know when you're just there and he's going at it and you're just kind of like thinking about tomorrow and the things you got to do and your chore. Like, <laughs> you make yeah. it sound so miserable. It's like, a, the problem isn't that you don't have a vibrator. The problem is that that's a shitty relationship or a terrible sex life. You need changes beyond anything pure romance can provide. Yeah. Anything. But to, to make that sound like the default, that's the norm, that's so harmful. You're not doing anybody any good by doing that. One, it's not true. And two, I mean, you... You're trying to say it's okay. It's okay that you don't want to sleep with your husband. But you know what? This lube will help. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I love your bitch. <laughs> it's okay you don't want to sleep with your husband. This lube will help you. <laughs> and, and that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Um, uh, I love it. It's, it's a shock. Yeah, and it's a shock laugh, by the way. I'm just like, this is, this is so wild. Like, yeah, if you go look wild. at some of these people's pitches and their sale pitches, again, I don't know that Pure Romance is telling them to say that, but people re representing their company are saying it. And they should, if they had any ethics, step in and shut it down. Yeah. And say, no, you can't sell our products while making these claims. Um, but, you know, that also means putting aside profit and putting your morals above that. And corporations aren't usually good at that. Yeah, and then the, the thing that kind of kills me as well is if you're also preying on, I don't want to say inexperienced in sex, but let's say inexperienced in mutually pleasurable sex, if you're, mm -hmm. if you're preying on that group, um, just adding any vibrator, any any halfway mid-range vibrator, it is going to like have a result usually positive but i don't want to speak for everyone usually it'll be positive if we're talking about somebody who's very inexperienced and so you're making them attach that feeling to your product to your company to the community right and that to me is like it's almost next level predatory mm -hmm. it's yeah like we're we're we're, he we're heading into nestle evil Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on Nestle. No, Nestle could have a whole week of episodes and we still wouldn't, you know, scratch the surface. 
Uh, um, I am allegedly. Allegedly, I allegedly had quite the education on Nestle when I was. Uh, I went down this rabbit hole about like uh, nursery design in hospitals, like when they used to keep mothers and babies separated. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the the formula Nestle rabbit hole one day and that is a trip but that's like that's like a three-hour conversation it's it's My a trip was all the big issue that I always uh, heard about was because I lived until recently in California um, and we've been in and out of droughts my entire life uh, we're never out of a drought for long um, and Nestle pumping water for bottled water and then trying to say it's that these communities can't legally have wells anymore and things like that because they want the water to bottle and sell and sell back to people who used to get the water from some, the spring naturally and yeah shit like that some of our communities in ontario in the last like uh 10 years they've been having the same issue their well water is being drained and mm-hmm. at, a, at a former job of mine i had to answer a phone call from like a family who's like we have to store water for us in our neighbors in our pool and pump it out because we have no groundwater anymore. Yeah. And I had to refer them to the correct people and everything like that. But it, it's like, yeah, it's scary. But yeah, this um, this almost like you're you're running the risk of associating like the, the good feelings of sex and mutual pleasure and orgasm with this company solving all your issues. And well, that, I just want to say fun, just a funny little personal tidbit to that. How you're saying like any mid-range vibrator into, you know, a situation like that would improve things most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. So I did not buy my first vibrator until I was, fuck, like 27? 26 something around there. And I thought I was a late bloomer with sex toys. No. I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't. And I bought just kind of, it had good reviews and everything, but it's just from Amazon. It was like 20 something bucks. It was nothing special. Um, And when I told my partner at the time, immediately pissed off. Immediately pissed off. And needless to say never used it actually like in and during sex um yeah so not always a good result yeah <laughs> if the person you're with is shitty enough well the person you're with you is shitty enough according to to these uh these, these party sellers um you know just get more lube i just need the pheromones <laughs> you just everything the, will be good yeah and and you need some lube just so that you know you can go back to thinking about your grocery list you you poor poor people out there like it's so sad and depressing it is it really is um i have been that person who just like thinks about the grocery list and chores and shit like that waiting for it to be over um, I can honestly say that there's not a single product Pure Romance sells that would have fixed the problems, you know? Because they're mostly that, underlying issues. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, see, again, it's just a ton of false claims to make a sale. And the things that these consultants say are just off the wall. Sometimes they're just batshit crazy. Um, and uh, most of the time it's just, again, predatory. It's you're you're are feeding off these people's sexual insecurities 
and any issues they might be having, marital issues, things like that. Um, and you're doing it not to be helpful, but to make money. Um, yep. So yeah, money is the root of all evil and all that jazz. So again, we're, I, we went off on so many tangents. But I'm sorry. Terrible. No, we always do. It's just, <laughs> that's how we fill the time. <laughs> um, they basically have a meaningless certification. So people feel bolstered to make all these false claims about being experts. They give unqualified advice, um, like talking about the, the pheromones, but also just hormones menopause vaginal dryness they'll try and comment on that and not instead of telling you to see a doctor which you should do if you're having issues with menopause or vaginal dryness and things like that you should go see a doctor instead they try to sell you something from their product line oh heads up because i found about this recently there's such a thing as pre-menopause so yeah keep your eyes on that one too people fun times being a woman is amazing yeah. Did you also know, apparently, if you end up choosing not to have children, which is a cool choice, just heads up, you might end up going into menopause early. So oh. that's another thing to keep your eye on. Do we also, well, I shouldn't say this because I don't know if it's for sure. I was going to say, I think there was something I read once that you have an increased risk of breast cancer if you don't have kids also. Don't know if that's true or not, but it's just like, fuck. <laughs> Child can't the... win. Yeah, exactly. You can't win. Uh, life is hard, no matter what. And now we, uh, and now we've got like people preying on us with the sex toys. Like, damn. Um, another complaint former consultants had was that there's not enough diversity. So in their little catalog that they release periodically, um, they've had like one black woman once in the back of the book. There's never been any um, men, any people who identify other than than heterosexual. Um, there's never been any people with like visible disabilities, because apparently people who like have wheelchairs don't want to have sex. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even get through this you, without a straight face. You know why? It's face. because they don't have this loop. They just need right. the lube. That's just the problem. The they just need I the got lube. It. This is a huge tangent, but um, this guy made the funniest fucking TikTok about how he, he's missing a hand. So he has the forearm and everything, just no hand. I don't know if he was born with it, if it was um, an accident or something, but he was talking about how he was not ready for women talking about wanting to like use that during sex. Oh my God. <laughs> And I thought this was so funny. He was just like blown away, but just like amazed at this power he has. <laughs> uh. So well, yeah. On the bright side, that didn't happen until he was an adult. So yes, that's great. I, I'm like good news. <laughs> um. So yeah. So lack of diversity, very heteronormative, very you know traditional. Uh. But what I want to talk about now is the money. So everyone who starts this, they do it to make money. That's the whole point. Um, looking at their income disclosure from their website, 
again, this is 100% from their website, under how much can I earn in a typical month? It says in 2021, about 84,000 US partners ordered products for resale from Pure Romance, with about 63% of them earning money from their sales. <laughs> earning money from their sales. So the rest of them just didn't earn any money. Over 20,000 people just didn't earn any money from their sales weird okay that doesn't sound very profitable that doesn't sound like a good business to get into but let's go on in a typical month about 23 percent earned money so going over the whole year some made money but not every month um i don't know about you but i get bills every month <laughs> yeah so it's kind of important that i have a steady stream of income but let's move oh, forward yeah. <laughs> i'm enjoying this trip I'm moving forward That's, with you. That 23000 includes those who make supplementary income. Oh, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> um, so then they provide a table about a, of a typical month before expenses. 50%. So for first year partners, the people who've only been in this for a year, 50% earned more than 313 in a month. That means 350% earned less than $300 in a month. And that is before expenses. So before the cost of the product. Oh my God. Most things don't have a 50% profit margin. 50% profit margin is kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I do pricing daily for, for products because I work for an online retailer. And though we don't sell sex products, <laughs> 50% margin is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And it's not seen very often. Um, so most of these people earning $313 in a month are losing money because just based on the product cost alone. Now, a lot of these are done through parties. If it's an in-person party, you are talking about gas. You are providing food and like snacks for these people. You have testers that you might like with lubricants or lotions and things like that, because they do some lotions and, and like skincare, that sort of stuff. Um, and so you have to pay for those samples. And uh, online, obviously, when you do like the virtual parties, like we discussed Facebook, you don't have as many of those expenses. But a lot of people still have displays. They want to make their background look nice. And this isn't including any of their time. Because, I mean, I like to be paid for my time. I don't want to work for free. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Shock you're and awe. <laughs> right, off, right at the top, 50% of people are going to be losing money guaranteed. The top 10%, which is only 1,000 people, earned more than 770 in a month. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. $770 wouldn't even cover my rent. And again, that is before expenses. So even if the profit margin was 50%, you're looking at 50% of 770 is nothing. It's oh. nothing. It's and the top one percent. The top one percent of first year people, um, which is only about a hundred people earn more than 1400 in a month. Again, that's nothing to live off of. If you're talking about a single mom, so you have kids to take care of, and this is 
again, if we're gonna assume, if we're gonna be super generous and assume it's, you know, 50%, that's $700 in a month to cover all your bills. So uh, that doesn't go very far, like even in no. low cost of living areas, that does no. not go very far. Absolutely not. And you don't get any benefits. You don't get like paid time off. You don't get uh, health care or help paying your health care, even a portion of it. You don't get any kind of insurance, any kind of retirement plan. And you're earning less money than a minimum wage job. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? How are you spending more time with your kids if you can't pay your bills and you're having to have a supplementary income? So all other partners above that have uh, been above a year. So it doesn't break it down in any more detail. It's just the first year and then all others. Um, the 50% earn uh, 947 in a month. So even people who have been there over a year still before expenses are only earning 947 in a month. Yeah. Like but that's, that's not the top 1%, just overall the top 1% um, earn more than 12,393 in a month. Jesus. And I guarantee that's not from sales. No. <laughs> that's from all the recruitments and their downlines because that's always the top people. Always the top people are the people with the huge, huge downlines. A lot of times it's the people who were there early, who yeah. got into the company in the early stages. Um, so from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And this is not unique to Pure Romance in any way. Um, Again, that, that creator that I talked about in the beginning, Illuminati, her YouTube channel, she goes over this kind of stuff on everyone she does because they're supposed to have an income disclosure. It's part, it's there's laws and whatnot um, dictating about how they have to be upfront and things like that. And all these tables that they, sh they usually hide somewhere, like in the frequently asked questions or something, it's not very upfront. Well, the upfront, they'll say you can grow as much as you want. It's, you, you know, you get what you put in. They use all those like buzzwords and little phrases. You gotta spend money to make money, all these kind of things. Um, but when you break it down and you look at the facts, you look at the numbers, they never make sense. And this is for every MLM I've seen or heard about. <laughs> they have these little income disclosure tables and it shows you that, hey, you're not gonna make money. Even the top 1%, you probably won't be able to pay your monthly bills. Yeah, but, and then they're selling you on the dream of that, yeah. like the, the few the, that are making the 12,000. That's what the, uh, the conventions and stuff are for. They bring those top 1% who have been there for years since the beginning up on stage and give them giant checks. Pure Romance actually did this to bring people on stage and give them those big cardboard checks. Um, with how much they made. And it's just to try and get you, you could be here one day too. This person was in that seat where you were at one day or, you know, in the past and look where they are now. And again, it's just a freaking cult. <laughs> it's, it's sell, everything is to sell. Yeah. Like e everything, everything is to sell. So we went over some false claims. Um, some consultants have also claimed that some products 
like the lubricant and whatnot, um, protect from STIs, which they don't. No. So they never jumped on the COVID train that I saw. But yeah, they're making just straight up lies. I'm this not gonna- was, A I'm woman gonna got lie. called- Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not gonna lie. I would have been very amused if they tried to be like, this dildo will cure COVID. I wouldn't put it past some of these, you know, boss babes. They, they, they get this false sense of power. Mm-hmm. And they, again, they, they talk about how they're taking charge and owning their own business and they're not, you're not, you're not. No, it's not, it's not even a franchise. No. Like, at least if it's a franchise, I, I can see that, but there, there is no, you're, you're a um, salesperson. Yeah, From you're a not- tax standpoint, you're an independent contractor, but all you are is a salesperson. Yep. For a company you don't own. Uh, and like everybody likes to talk, cause I'm around a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, and everybody talks about, you know, being taken advantage of by the system, or the man and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, yes, but this is even worse. This is making you think that you're in charge when in fact you're not, and you have no benefits or protections. No protections whatsoever. They could drop you tomorrow and say, you can't use our name. You can't use any of our stuff. You're not allowed to sell for us anymore. And you would have no job, no income. Yeah, exactly. Like it's even what small amount you're making. You you have no protections, no benefits, no nothing. And that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, interrupted. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, it's true. If people are brainwashed, they're giving everything to this company and they don't, there's nothing in return. You get paid pennies, absolute pennies. And the moment you're not doing what they want, how they want, you're not performing as well as they want, you people are get bullied constantly, especially in these Facebook groups. And any any problems, any issues are pushed onto you. It's not the company that's at fault. It's not the product that's at fault. It's you. You must be doing something wrong. Um, so it's extremely toxic. And I, I mean, it tears. You listen to people's stories um, who have gone through these MLMs and they're just, they're torn apart. They lost all the friends they thought they had because similar to when you're in a cult, they tell you to not to cut off contact from anyone who's left or anyone who's not in it as well. It's very isolating. They do the same thing. MLMs do the same thing. They won't talk to former consultants. So you know, if you leave, you lose all your friends. You lose these people you tried to build a community and a connection with. And you were saying that, you know, a lot of single moms that their only company is kids. And then they find this group of other women they can relate to and they can talk to and open up with and they know that if they leave or get kicked out or what have you, they're leaving their only sense of the friends and sometimes family. Um, so that's why I, I say that MLMs remind me of a cult very often is because it has that, that control over people. Um, and it's sad, it's sad. Uh, that's another thing that I research a lot in my free time because I'm weird as cults. 
it's I just I just went down a rabbit hole with the FLDS church and all that kind of stuff. Oh my oh, god! Oh man! Oh my god! Yeah, it's. The the fact that I can draw similarities between that and doing research for MLMs is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's, you see those tactics like used all the time. Like I've, I've seen it used in in like the corporate sphere, certain aspects of it. Why I tend to get my back up when I hear team building. Like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Uh, which reminds me, I have to start taking a page out of the 50 plus. Uh, it's usually women who are 50 plus, not to say that it can't be other genders and other ages, but I tend to find the majority of people who do this when team building comes up are women over 50 and they're either into it or they just disappear that day. And I was like, I need to take a page out of your book. I need to just disappear that day. <laughs> I remember, so there is a weekly team building meeting and now it's now it's bi-weekly, kind of. I'm not going to get into details, but uh, <laughs> at least it was a weekly team building thing uh, that at work we did and I thought it was required, so I was there. And then someone mentioned that it's, it's uh, not mandatory and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I didn't show up the next week and then my boss reached out to me and was like, why weren't you there? And I said, well, I heard it wasn't mandatory. She's like, well, you need to have a reason. I was like, how about I was working? <laughs> like, I'm actually what? doing my job. I'm doing what I was hired to do. Instead of seeing team building with the same people I see every single week. Um, and so I had to, go, again, go back until I had, unless I had valid excuses, like, oh, there was a lot of buildup of work or, you know, what have you. Um, and then when I got a new manager, they didn't care. And I was like, yes. And so I haven't been back. I have not been back into one of the team building things since because I I don't, these people aren't my friends. Well, I, I'm friends with a couple of my coworkers, but then we talk outside of work or we talk one-on-one. I don't need to see these people every week when there's no impact. This team building does not impact my job. It doesn't make me work harder. It does. It does nothing but drive me crazy. Yeah, no, it's, um, I'm currently trying to, I'm part of like a, a, my day job, part of like a a very big, um, business. So there's a lot of room for moving and I'm currently like, you know, putting feelers out, applying to things in other areas because I've found this area, unlike areas that I've worked in elsewhere within it, um, there is a, a huge group of people where, a big part of their identity is the job. And like oh, a big yeah. part of their social group is the job. And I'm just like, I am not here for this. No. And because you're the majority in this place, everything's kind of geared towards that mentality. And I'm just like, I really don't fit in. I don't think <laughs> that it can necessarily, it's not necessarily always unhealthy for that to be the case for people, but a lot of the times it is. People like to go overboard. Yeah. And and don't realize it. And I, I think um, you have the issue happens when insecurities get involved and we're human. That's going to happen. But it's it's also one of those things where I'm like, if I can work with someone in a good way, even if I hate them, 
I'm, I'm capable to, of doing that because it's a job and I, yeah. I have my separators and I compartmentalize. But when you start forcing me to interact on a more personal level with somebody, I'm gonna kind of close up and I almost play a bit of a more caricature of myself because I'm like, I'm not gonna share what's going on in my life with you. Like, it, it, well, why? That's normal. <laughs> They've proven that like everybody does that to some degree where they have, I'm trying, they have ways they present themselves that are different depending on who they're interacting with or what the environment is. So like work versus family versus friends, you may all present a different version of yourself. That's not wrong. That's not like some kind of mental illness. That's normal and humans do it. It's, yeah. it's normal. Um, yeah, I, I, I have never been in a position where work was my identity or I threw myself into it so completely that that's the highlight of my day or the main focus of my day because i don't think that's i've never been paid enough for that let's just say yeah no well what was it i i used to say and this is why like a couple people get surprised when they find out my age because my my attitude in the workplace is much more jaded than my age <laughs> but i explained it to somebody i was like look i had a period of a couple years where i was working with like some some there this is what it's, it sounds like a stereotype. It's just, that was my experience. Other people are like this, but I was working with some like um, 50 plus year old women who they knew everything. They had a good work-life separation and balance. And I was like, they just, they would not beat around the bush. They go straight down the middle, tell you how it is. No offense is meant and you just get on with it. Um, and I find it very weird when I'm put in positions where like, I have to explain that about myself and be like, yeah, I tend not to give long-winded explanations to try and quote unquote spare feelings. I just say it and nothing is meant by it because I, I learned from them, those women. I was like, hey, you've been here this long and that's how you are now. I'm gonna just cut out the middleman and start <laughs> acting that way because that seems more efficient. Um, but it is where I am right now. It is a bit weird to be around people where like they will drop everything and do like unpaid overtime and stuff like that. Oh. And I want to point out I'm in a union. We're all union workers. And I'm just like, you know what? You are, you are lucky that I have a work-life separation because I'm like, if I didn't, I would totally be reporting you but I don't. But that's something where I'm like, if you're, and I do office work, I don't care what the office work is about. Nothing is that urgent. No. Nothing, nothing has ever been that urgent. As long as proper procedures and policies are in place and you have clear instruction from your manager, which we're having issues right now, but whatever, nothing is that urgent in, in what we do. Right. I'm, I'm like nothing nothing is that urgent urgent for us is two weeks because yeah, it's not like you're in a healthcare field you're not you're not no one's lives are at stake you know yeah. in, the, in the next 30 minutes if you don't do this thing and yeah yeah and I'm just like you, you all need to simmer down and and realize <laughs> that like can I do I get stuff done way ahead of when I I say I'm going to absolutely I do that however I make it clear that I have buffer time for a reason. I, on a mm -hmm. one project that I'm working with other people on, I 
I built in buffer time. They're about to use that buffer time. And I'm like, this is great because now I'm not stressed out. But that's the thing is like, I, I, I've never gotten that I'm going to drop everything mentality. And it's a similar one to what you see in cults and MLMs and like, toxic workplaces and all they really do try to make it seem like this is this should be such a huge part of your life if not just the focus of your fucking life um which no thank you yeah i'd have not seen any mlm that sells a project that's important enough for me to harass my friends and family and to drop every other aspect of my life and focus on this and be on facebook groups all day no absolutely not absolutely not and and i ask you like for if you really want to get down to it, if the dream is making money, support your family, have more time, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, actually look at how many hours are you spending at this? How much money did you pull in that month? Profit, 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 and divide it and tell me what the hourly rate is. Yeah. That's what I was saying way back when you yeah. talked about me doing like plushies or something. And it's like, I just, the amount I would have to charge for it to be worth my time is more than I would want to charge anybody. I don't want to make somebody or ask that somebody spend this obscene amount of money for a stuffed animal. Um, And that's the problem a lot of of like crafters run into is they'll end up paying themselves, you know, pennies per hour because that's the only way to be competitive and things like that. Um, and with MLMs, again, you have no guarantee of income. You have no benefits. So you do have to put in all these unpaid hours or minimal paid hours. Um, when you break it down and see how much you make, you're not being paid for your time because they don't have to because you're quote unquote independent contractor um, or business owner, which is just, you're delusional if you think you're a business owner when you work for an MLM. That's just the fact. You're, you are delusional to believe that. Uh, or have been brainwashed. Uh, and it's, that's what MLMs do. They have all these little buzzwords, all these things to get you in, and they avoid giving you the hard facts. Because if they told you, if they were straight up with you, hey, you're gonna make $300 before expenses are taken into account every month, you would be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> No, I can work at McDonald's and make more. Everyone uses McDonald's as like the standard, but you can make minimum wage uh, part-time and make more than that. So why? Why why do people do this? And I, I hope, I like to believe that nobody does, enters these MLMs having done the proper amount of research. I, I hope that people are entering them and doing this out of ignorance. Um, rather than anything else because i can't imagine seeing this income disclosure that again is on their site if you look for it it's on their site i can't imagine seeing this and being like well the top one percent of the entire company which is only 130 people out of 84,000, earned a decent wage and this lifestyle that they're promoting and that they they show at the conventions and they put up on their website so even though everybody else is barely scraping by, I could be one of those 131 one day. I'm hoping people aren't seeing that and really believing it. I, re- I don't know. It's, it baffles me that people still fall victim to MLMs so much. Um, my parents were actually in Amway. I remember, I remember Amway what? growing up and they, I remember they went to like New Zealand for a convention and stuff. 
Um, I don't, I, I want to ask them about it because I don't know, were they successful? Did they have to recruit people? What, like, I really don't know what what happened with that and why it stopped. I don't know if they ended because they didn't make money or what, whatever it was. But yeah, I know, I remember they were in Amway and my mother's friend got her into it. And I remember having the Amway vitamins and like a protein powder in the house that my mom would use. Um, and yeah, I remember them going to a convention, but I don't know any details because this was when I was extremely young. Uh, I should ask her about that though and see see what it was like back in the day. His Amway's uh, the big one. Amway's yeah. the one that was it was huge in the eighties, um, and it's still around though. It's still very much around. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about pure romance before we wrapped it up because it is oh, getting yeah. long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another issue that they had besides all these uh, consultants making a ton of false claims, pretending to be health experts, talking about stuff preventing STIs and pheromones. The other thing I wanted to do is they've been caught uh, multiple times selling uh, expired products, so expired lubricants. Um, lubricant specifically is what was called out and they uh, if they couldn't sell them they would also use them as like freebies like oh you spent a hundred dollars so you get this for free to try and you know get people to keep spending and things like that um, and again pure romance is just like well that was a bad consultant so we're not responsible because of the whole structure <laughs> of an MLM because when you, when you go, I don't know, let's just say I went to Chipotle and I saw the person like spit in my food. <laughs> this is just a wild <laughs> off the wall example. Um, that employee would be held accountable by the company. Yeah. But in pure romance, they're like, well, they're independent. It's their fault, it's not our problem. We don't tell them to do that. And that's another thing I don't like about MLMs and that happened with pure romance is because a lubricant is going to go in your body mm -hmm. i would rather it not be expired um and because you have the issue where consultants will buy up a bunch of product to try and stay at a certain level and things like that you could be buying stuff that's really old and it's just been sitting in their garage in the heat and everything yeah. you don't know there is no level of quality control there um, there's nothing saying that you can't, you have to sell this product with X amount of days um, or else you send it back to Pure Romance or something. Uh, there is nothing in place for that. If you look at reviews for Pure Romance stuff that's off their sites and everything, obviously, because they're not going to tell the truth on their own sites, um, you see it's a ripoff scam. It doesn't work. They won't replace it. They won't refund my product. That doesn't work. Um, uh, they have like, I think it's a 60 day money back guarantee. So like if your battery goes out at 61 days, which people are having these integrated batteries because vibrators and stuff have integrated rechargeable batteries. You're not meant to go in and change the battery out. If it gives out at 61 days, you're shot out of luck. And that's what they tell you. I'm looking at review <laughs> reviews and you look at the bad reviews. Um, they're, they're believable. It doesn't look like someone like a competitor came in and, and tried to like 
fuck everything up by doing this. But you look at the top reviews and they're all people who've only left this one review. They've never reviewed any other business or product on these sites. They've only reviewed this one thing and they're like, it's an amazing company. The consultants are so great and they care. So they keep using the word care. They care so much about their customers. They care. And it's like, okay, the people leaving these reviews are clearly consultants. It's just the the um, the five-star reviews, all the top reviews are clearly people who work as pure romance consultants. And all the bad reviews are the only ones that look uh, legitimate. Oh my God, it's funny. <laughs> that is genuinely funny to me. Like this one, this one even just outright says it. Such an amazing company to work for. The products are top of the line. No. <laughs> No, they're not. Because you look at the review below it, scam, I bought a toy that won't work and they won't replace or refund it. That uh, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing seems to be the lack of any issues post sale. It's once the sale is made, they just seem to not give a shit about you at all. Let you know, yeah. we've seen before and I'm sure oh, yeah. we'll say again because yay capitalism <laughs> which I can get into like a whole other very long conversation on but we don't have time for that right now definitely not yeah. so pure romance is not the only sex toy MLM um, there are many there's there's MLMs for just about everything uh, another one that I would recommend people stay away from is damsel in distress have you ever heard of that one I have not heard of this one so they are not adult products. They are self-defense products like pepper spray and tasers and things like that. Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> again, same thing as far as the business structure, MLM. They're just your typical MLM. They're predatory, in my opinion, allegedly, all that. Um, you're not going to make any money from it. It's not worth it. Their products are overpriced. And in this case, really shitty because people have opened up their tasers and found wires just taped together with masking tape. Now, I know a lot of people aren't that's, like electricians, but that is not. That's not good. That's that not good not at all. how you connect two wires. That is not safe. And you want to find out when your taser doesn't work, when you're in a situation where you need it? No. Yeah. You would like it to just work as intended. I, I, I do want to say, if you open something and you are thinking, I wonder if that's okay, and you're not like a trained professional, I would say it is not okay. Just default, if you're questioning if that is correct, it's not correct. It absolutely is not. No. Like, and I wanted to touch on them because at this point it's dangerous. Yes. Well, you could electrocute yourself as well. People get them because they're pink and they're cute and women legitimately do need some self-protection products. That's that's just a, a true thing. I have what's called a birdie, which is an alarm. And uh, if, if you put on it, it just makes this like loud screeching, super loud, you know, crazy alarm. And I got that when I was walking my dog in, in the morning when it was dark because I was living alone and everything. Um, and I just wanted, you know, a little safety reassurance reassurance thing um but yeah if you have a taser that's a woman or sorry excuse me a man who takes these things apart and reviews them tasers he took one apart found the tape did all this kind of stuff and said that this is a hazard to the user 
So you could be trying to defend yourself and end up hurting yourself because your taser just catches fire in your hand. Um, so this is obviously just two examples of companies I, I wouldn't recommend you have any business with. But I personally would recommend everybody stay away from MMLM because even if their products truly were amazing, um, it's not worth giving your money to these people. Mm-hmm. The CEO of, of Pure Romance is just the founder's son. So it's not like he had to work to get his job. He was just, it's just nepotism, which is very common in corporations. Um, and he keeps, he's his whole, what he does day to day is just seminars, talking to people how to be successful, even though he didn't earn his success. <laughs> so, I mean, I can sum up his his method in, in a <laughs> sentence, have a rich mommy. <laughs> That's the key. That's what I've been missing this whole time. I know, Miri. Why didn't you be born to someone who was a multimillionaire? I should have just been. I know. I should have just been born to a multimillionaire. I would have millions right now. Yeah, and, and he he claims he has a book that came out that claim he claims that he's responsible for like a quarter million women's success stories. Okay, that's. And that there's more yeah. than any rep- any representatives of pure romance. So I think he's just counting how many ticket sales he's ever had, and then saying like, "Oh, well, these women must have been successful because they went to my seminar and put um, it on his book or something." Because there's there's an, no indication of how he got to that number. Um, and I think if that was true, if he was success, he found success for a quarter million women, that more people would have heard of him. Or heard of his methods but no because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about he just gets to ride on a private jet because mommy scammed a bunch of women into selling sex toys for her yep so that's oh man <laughs> well we we cracked the code on being successful yes <laughs> you're welcome you heard it here first yeah um yeah, don't don't bother with self-help books or anything. We have the answer. Be born yeah. into money. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Then you'll get your own company and you can make money off of the hard work of other people and the debt that they put themselves in. Guilt free! Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this is uh, the part in the podcast where we say to eat the rich. <laughs> 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 I think I have a I have a I have a quote unquote battle jacket and one of the patches is Kirby running with bread and it says eat the rich. Nice. <laughs> he was like, it's so adorable. Because it's Kirby. Yeah. It's also a good message. And this is this is what we're here for. We want to like talk about adorable things and give you a message. And I think we've done that today. Or you can just listen to me rant about stuff, which is what a lot of these turn out. The non-fun ones are just me <laughs> ranting. But you're so happy while you do it. And we'd love you for it. And then you occasionally get me doing like random tangents. <laughs> because that's how my brain works. <laughs> that's just what this is. This is this is shore ranting and merry tangents. Yeah. And Jerry in Kazakhstan loves it. So clearly we're doing something right. I'm so thankful for him. I know, right? <laughs> I did find out that one of my coworkers found the podcast and um, 
has listened to every episode except for the the list ones, which I'm assuming by that they mean the ones with the objects and people's oh, yeah. various don't, don't you put it in your butt? <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. And I was like, wait, I've told the story of my first kiss, of me losing my virginity, like a bunch of weird shit that I've done and been through. So that's fun. Uh, what was it? An acquaintance of mine found the, thankfully not in the workplace acquaintance, but an acquaintance of mine found the podcast. And they were like, so you said something that was interesting. And I'm like, what did I say? And they're like, blowjob in the bathtub. Is that real? And I was like, yes, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so uncomfortable. But I was also like, of all the weird stories I thought you were going to ask me about, that was not the one. <laughs> I have been- We've been found out. I know we have Our been. secret identities have been revealed. Um, on that note, thank you everyone for joining us. I have a little announcement for our next episode, by the way. Oh. So... I'm going to be adding a teensy weensy five to 10 minute thing where I, I've, they brought the sex toys at the bookstore back and I snagged Ooh. one before they disappeared again. So I will be able to review one of these sex toys from the bookstore. It's been a while since we've done a, a review. Yes. Uh, it'll, it'll be a, a teensy, you know, like a, a five to 10 minute thing. Maybe if we go on a tangent 15, who knows? But yes. <laughs> a bookstore vibrator so there we go because <laughs> you gotta try it out it's also to me it's very amusing because it's in this um lifestyle wellness section of the bookstore so there's um literally the the next shelf over is um yoga and workout gear <laughs> and that it just amuses me that the two are paired together right because I would think you'd put it in an end cap by the romance section, personally, is what I would have thought. It's Yeah, me too. Definitely. But it's with, like, next wellness month, lifestyle. The next episode uh, will be Halloween, October, unless we want to do double again. We do a Halloween special. We can do a Halloween. Either way, they're getting a Halloween special. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. what they're getting. Either way, we're getting a Halloween special. So look forward to that. Thank you for joining us. Thank Stay you so away much. from MLMs, please. Yes, but remember, that's just our opinion. Yes, our allegedly, all of it. Yep. Uh, we love you, people. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Clam Jammers podcast. Check us out at clamjammers.ca for all your coven needs. Hello and welcome- SHUT UP GRANDPA!